Good, good afternoon, TechConnects. Uh, welcome back to the TechConnects podcast, The Business of Your Business. I'm your host, Ryan Ellis. Today, we have a very, very special guest, Sergey Ross, podcast guru. Uh, he's with us today to talk about how to get started uh, with a podcast and kind of the ins and outs of podcasting education 101 and what you need to do to be successful with your podcast. Sergey, welcome. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you for having me. This is a great intro, I must say. <laughs> you know, I've, seen a few, I've seen a few podcasts and some, uh, some vlogs. So, you know, um, you know, I gotta, gotta give it out, uh, give, give shout outs to um, all the people that come on here. So obviously thank you uh, for uh, spending a little bit of time with us today. Um, I'm just gonna jump right into um, you know, your expertise on podcasts and why are podcasts such amazing opportunities uh, for business and you know personal brands what are some of the things that people should consider if they're looking to start a podcast the main the, the biggest asset that a podcast delivers is the fact that you create a long-form content that you create a large chunk of content that you can transcribe from audio into text and do lots of things with it. But even before talking about that, I'd say one of the reasons podcasts are doing so well is authenticity. It's because it's hard to fake. Yeah. When, you, when, a, when a company posts blogs and those are oftentimes have so many ghostwriters, uh, you, know, you, don't, you never know that's the person who's actually posting. It's so easy to fake and nobody really likes uh, fake stuff and people like the authenticity and that's one of the reasons why audio and video content is going, is going so much higher in demand. And this is the future of content is because it's hard to fake. It's hard to make. And that's why it works. The other part is that why podcasts are so popular. They are, it's very convenient to consume. It's easy to consume. You're anywhere you're do whatever you're doing. You can uh, plug in your audio for 10, 15 minutes and get some insights or get some entertainment if people want to be entertained. And it's, it is powerful. And then what is great for the content creators is that you get a pillar piece of content. A pillar piece of content means that you have a, a big chunk of your uh, content that you can transcribe. And once you transcribe that, uh, what you can do is that you can actually create blog posts from that. You can create a LinkedIn post from that. You can create quotes from that. And then you can use that on different channels uh, just from you, from one interview. So that's why it's effective. So I know we'll, we'll talk about uh, the Sergey Ross, uh, Ross show uh, a little bit later um, in um, this program, but uh, you know, you have a great podcast, you know, what makes a successful show? What, you know, what will, what, what do people need to do to set themselves apart from the everyday podcast? Like how can people, you know, take it up a notch? I think I will say I, I'm a big fan of simplicity. And I would say uh, the, the, the easiest way to do that is ask great questions, questions that are weird, questions that are maybe uh, pushing an aggressive point that a lot of people don't agree with and get good guests have those two combinations, even if you're not a great host, you're gonna have a good podcast because there's lots of things that you can, uh, that you can do to, to be an Oprah level podcaster or Tim Ferriss, but we don't need that. Like, let's not go there. For, for somebody who just wants to create good content, great guests, 
very good questions and questions that go beyond, tell me about yourself, what did you do at that company? Those are all basic questions. Nobody wants to hear them, they are boring. People don't like boring. Uh, you want to find insights that others can't. And if you don't know what questions you should be asking, you can just Google Tim Ferriss or you can Google any famous interviewer and you'll find questions there. Just copy them and ask them and you got to have a pretty good show. So I've taken uh, your podcast in numerous times and you do have really amazing guests. How do you go about getting amazing guests that you get on? Because there are, these individuals are not easy people to pin down and most likely they have some handlers. So how do you go about, you know, bringing in some of the experts that you get? Because uh, not everybody can do that. Yeah, I think it took me a while to understand how it works. The, it's a very simple answer to words, cold email. <laughs> I am, like, a cold email positioned well works so well. Oh my God, like um, if you have a good template where you say what you do, you say why it would be relevant for a guest and you attach an example of a similar person that you already had on the show, it works so well. Most people would be interested. And if I'm interviewing a CEO and those, are, those people are hard to get a lot of times, I would say, hey, I, I'm going to make a personalized statement that cannot be copy pasted. I will go into a piece of content that they've wrote or they posted or they've been a part of. It could be a video, it could be an article, it could be posted on LinkedIn that I will see that they're passionate about. It could be their interest, it could be their hobby, it could be a book they wrote, it could be a statement they are trying to push. And I'll know that it's important for them because they, maybe they'll state it a few times uh, and I will spend a few minutes doing the research. I'll say, hey, first name, I'm a big fan of Axe and I'll, I'll dive a little bit more in detail. Uh, here's one of the examples that I did with a guest similar to, to uh, here, here's one of the podcasts I did with another CEO example that relates. Um, here's what I'm doing it. And will you be, would you like to be on the show? And a lot of times they say yes. So one of the things you mentioned is the content and what do you do with, with the content that you, you get out of these podcasts as somebody who creates the content, but also somebody who is, you know, taking in the podcast itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I would say uh, what I do is I take the content and I post it on LinkedIn. I post it in a form of tech po text post. Uh, I do it in a short form videos, uh, which is like two, three minutes, which do take a little bit of time. And I would highlight certain aspects from the interview that are really cool. But I think before anybody does that, I think you want to understand what, what's, what are you trying to do? What platform are you, do you want to use to build the audience? And then what's the, what's the kind of, what's the ultimate goal that will be? Because it should have a certain strategy around it uh, to have depth because it's so easy to tweet and then to post on Facebook and then to put a video on YouTube and then six months later or 12 months later have zero results because yeah. you never went deep on one thing. Um, and, and you need to do, to go deep in one thing, you need to understand is your audience there? Um, how does the algorithm work? Um, and, and then just post content that would be valuable, but do it very, very frequently. And I can speak to more of a mice, the way that I do it now. Um, but I think you want to like ask those types of questions, but I would say in terms of repurposing, you, you would do text-based posts and then you can do 
short form videos that are more like snackable pieces of content, those work best. But I would also say like, I would, if you are launching a podcast, you already have content created. You have a content strategy, potentially look at uh, where you have the most followers and how could you plug in your podcast stuff there? Uh, that would probably be the easiest option to go with. Awesome. Um, platforms. What are, what are some of the podcast platforms uh, that uh, you use, but also maybe cause I know like for us, we're using anchor.fm and it's a free uh, podcast uh, website. It is phenomenal. Like it is, I, I, it was an amazing program, but um, like, what do you use for uh, getting your podcast out? So the 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 distribute the um, the actual hosting platform I use is Pinecast. Uh, the reason I use Pinecast is because um, it has a pretty good functionality. It's only five dollars a month, um, so that was my uh, that was a big selling point. But it also that it has enough <clears throat> features that um, make it make it work well. And by enough features, I mean, it has, um, it has a dedicated website that you could play around with. It's easy to embed their feed into your website, whether you're using Wix or using Squarespace or you're using WordPress, those things matter because it's, it's either you're going to have some simple plugin to your website where somebody could go in and they have an embedded player with episodes or not. And if you have to, for example, to embed each episode one by one, it's a lot of work because every time you have to do it, it, it it's not refreshable manually. <laughs> and I did that. I did that for a Squarespace website. <laughs> it's not fun. Um, so um, you're a, a podcaster at night, but you also have your day job as, um, you know, doing uh, demand generation marketing for Wrangle IO. Um, is this something that you've incorporated into your everyday job? Is this something that more companies are looking to do or is this or podcast more of an individual, um, I guess, outlet for creativity and getting content out? I think uh, it becomes, I think it started more as a creativity thing and then more companies are now starting to look at it as a, as I have to do this thing because everybody does it, uh, which is, which is one way of looking at it. I, I think uh, with Wrangle, they had a podcast. I think they just paused okay. uh, right now uh, with uh, with theirs. I think they did season one and, and one season and the second season. But but I think like for me, when I when I did the podcast, I just wanted to interview cool people and become a better interviewer. So I was very conscious about what would that what, why I'm doing that and. It, I think that's the reason why it worked out because at certain point doing those interviews, it becomes hard. It's a lot of work uh, to find guests. Then you need to do an interview and then I do some editing and then you need to put the content out. And it's interesting because once the, the piece of content is produced, when the, once the interview is over, uh, that's where the actual work begins because uh, your content is only as good as distribution. Uh, and the biggest mistake that people make is that they create a good interview and nobody knows about it. They like only like 10 subscribers know about it that are subscribed to your content and you haven't spent time on promoting it uh, either on LinkedIn organic or Facebook paid or through the email list or through partnering with somebody else uh, who does podcasts who can help you out. You know, you're, uh, you're going in the, the, the great direction. The, the next thing I was going to bring up with is, uh, you know, you know, making monetizing a podcast and, you know, actually, you know, making some money from, you know, your, your dedicated craft. Like how do you go about, you know, 
getting sponsorship on and getting people to uh you know pay a little bit you know like uh, almost like a patreon uh, type of mm -hmm. uh, money and so how do you go about or do you do you do, yep. do sponsorship or how do you monetize podcasts so I don't monetize my podcast. Uh, I don't have that many listeners and I didn't really pump out that much content to get to that level. But I would say if you have anywhere from three to 4,000 downloads per week uh, for your podcast, it's totally, totally monetizable. But I would say uh, what is important to monetize the content is to have analytics on your, on your, on your, on your listeners, listeners, like who are the type of folks who listen? Uh, if you can get the company data, that would be cool. If you can get some industry data, that would be great. And then you create a media kit that shows the breakdown of your audience. And it doesn't have to be super detailed, but I would say if you have three to 4,000 listens and the audience is valuable, let's say it's UX, Fox and UX, or maybe it's product managers, then you can probably be get in sponsors for $750, maybe $1,000 an episode, a spot. Uh, and you can sell up to three, four spots uh, an episode if you want. It's like pre-roll, mid-roll, uh, and like end-roll. But it depends how much do you want to do that. Uh, but I, I'd say the key is to be able to grow it to the level where a lot of people listen, which is like three, 4,000 people listen over a week, uh, which is doable. Um, but it does take time to actually build that. Yeah, because I know for myself in Technix, I started doing this podcast brainstorming in I think November and December started recording for us. We wanted to get, uh, you know, three to four podcasts under our belt before mm -hmm. we kind of um, release, the, release the hounds to everybody. But um, considering the way things have uh, shaped up in the last uh, four months uh, with right. COVID, um, we've definitely had to ramp up our recordings and our podcast. Um, and I guess that leads me to my next question. Uh, with the current state of affairs, uh, where do you see where do you see podcasts going? Um, are we going to see more pod like smaller podcasts like you and I do to conglomerates? Mm. Like where do you see this going? I don't think actually changes anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to offer a controversial opinion. I think, <laughs> I think what's going to happen is, I, I honestly think nothing's going to happen. But um, I think China's getting back to where they were now, which is great. Uh, but, but even with like COVID, yeah, I, I think I would say nothing really changes in, in terms of you have your audience, you, they have a certain set of problems that they'd like to learn, from, learn about. And if you can deliver on that successfully, uh, the format largely doesn't matter. Um, so like if they, for example, your audience listen to a podcast and they have a certain problem that your product solves, if you address that problem and interview guests that are real industry experts on that, uh, it would work. Uh, and if you do that, but you need to be able to deliver, again, we're coming back to the distribution channel, you have to deliver on to make sure that your audience actually sees it because sometimes you, what happens is people don't see that, don't see your interview. And I think it doesn't really change in anything. What, what happened over the last three weeks is a lot of companies jumped on the COVID-19 hashtag uh, in a way, and they started using that 
this whole lockdown into pushing their product and it becomes incredibly annoying uh, for people because they know what look what 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 is happening they know what they need to do to avoid the virus it's over the moment that happens it's over now we need to move on to the stuff that actually matters but what happens with companies is that they want to find a shortcut to not do the work to deliver on the challenge that their customers have they want to use a free so-called hashtag to get more exposure uh, but it doesn't work well because it backfires at a certain point uh, and there's just saturation of those news people hear about it they hear about it and there are they they just unsubscribe at a certain point um, and also i'd say that like large corporations uh, they they use it in the wrong way completely they say oh we support you great how exactly like can you show me this are, are you are is there a gift card attached to this thing or 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 what, what is it because i think uh, if you're saying something that has to be certain certain proof or at least some information that is valuable but corporations are hard so i mean we, we probably won't go there in this interview <laughs> <laughs> um so i'm gonna gonna offer this um opportunity you know a shameless plug for your podcast. Uh, you know, what are you currently working on? Uh, where can people find the Sergey Ross show? Uh, what are you up to these days? So my podcast is called Sergey Ross show. Uh, it's on my website. It's Sergey Ross.live. It's S E R G E Y um, Ross.live. Essentially the podcast that I have is about interviewing business people on their mindset, on how do, how do they go through challenges, how do they overcome uh, different obstacles in life, and uh, to get to the other side of their, uh, of, of their personality. Because we talk about business, we talk about how to get more exposure on, on social media, how to raise more money. But at the end of the day, we all have certain thoughts and you know, we all have certain challenges with our belief, self-belief, and uh, moments of doubt. They always happen, and I'm curious to know what other people are doing, how are they feeling, uh, what do they do when they wake up, routines, um, and that type of stuff. Um, and, and it's really interesting to hear, like, what do they have to say? So that's pretty much what I'm um, talking on the show. Um, do you have any upcoming guests that uh, people should know about? So I have uh, the president of uh, a startup called Key Living, uh, Daniel Dubois. Uh, and he is, um, this is a startup that basically trying to reinvent, re reinvent real estate here in Toronto. And I'm not, I'm not very familiar with real estate in general. So I don't, I don't quite, I wouldn't be the best person to explain the way that they are trying to go about that. Uh, but their startup, they recently just launched. And the guy is really interesting because uh, he's in his thirties, early thirties. And he, uh, was telling me this fascinating story how he went to China and he ran a hundred kilometers marathon, ultra marathon with no prep. <laughs> and it, that took him like 27 hours. And he had like a, like a, like a crappy flashlight running in the dark in the woods. And the whole, and I asked him, cause I know most people don't do that. And I asked him, why would you do that? And he said, well, because I feel like I'm, that for me is a definition of living a full life. And I was on the, I had, I was, I had a weekend, I spent it in China and there happened to be this race. There were like 50K race and the 100K race and there were no spots for 50K. I'm like, well, let's do a hundred. <laughs> oh so fascinating, fascinating story. Oh my gosh. 
Um, I want to thank you for your time, Sergey. Um, you know, I am I'm very appreciative uh, of the, our friendship. We've been we've been back and forth for a couple of years now. So I'll thank you very much for uh, helping us out today, giving us a little bit of insight into what people should look for um, when starting a podcast. So uh, thank you very much uh, for um, doing this today. And uh, you know, stay safe, be well, and uh, we will talk soon. Great, great chatting, Ryan. It was, it's a pleasure. All right, thank you.